Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me again for the last day of the year, or the last show of the year. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. But later in the program, we're going to have a few tips from Santa. But right now, we're going to have our chat with Christina Sikiotis. So just looking at innovation in a nutshell. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today? I'm very well. Maybe I shouldn't have said in a nutshell there. <laughs> you know, no, I know, because then we might be talking from here to all over the holidays. I'm not sure. Okay, so yeah, we, sure. we're going to first of all talk about the Regional Development Australia uh, discussion yesterday. Yep, so um, RDA had an, had an event yesterday. They had a, a couple of speakers um, there. Todd Williams has been doing some work around smart specialisation. Um, and smart specialisation is a framework that's being used in the European Union and to put it really simply, what it does is it analyzes and defines the strengths of the strengths of a particular region, um, and you go with that to determine new areas of, of opportunity. So, as with a lot of things in this space, it's very much commonsensical, but we don't have actually think about it until somebody goes, you know, hi, what about this idea? Um, so, smart specialisation. They've done some research around the Hunter RDA, and we've scored fairly highly on food and agriculture, mining equipment, technology, and services medical technologies and pharmaceuticals, advanced manufacturing, defence and the creative industries. And when you think about the organisations mm. that have been um, operating, that's, on, that's a no-brainer as well. But, yeah. you know, sometimes it, it makes it really clear when you, when you just see them pointed out like that. So food and agriculture, why wouldn't we be big? We've got, you know, we're surrounded by um, so much land and we've got some, some fantastic things happening, happening in the agricultural space. We're talking mining equipment that we can actually export overseas or give people ideas overseas, technology and services, not necessarily with mining. We're talking about coal and, and iron ore extraction from, you know, from the ground and everything. Um, medical technologies, we've got wonderful organisations like HMRI um, and some other pharmaceutical companies around the area that are, that are going really well in that field. Advanced manufacturing, I'll come back to that. Defence, we've been we've been out yeah, there yeah. with contracts. Ian Dick and the guys at Hunternet have been doing a fantastic job there. Creative Industries, there's been lots of studies done about how the hunt is actually leading leading um, most of Australia, in fact, in the in the creative industries. So there's nothing really surprising, and we can equate it to things like you know Silicon Valley is now the specialist for technology. Massachusetts has reinvented itself um, as a biomed technical area. So there was a, a, a wonderful talk yesterday by Professor Roy Green, who's from UTS. They've made UTS the digital creative precinct. They've, they've created a whole digital creative area around around UTS. Um, he was talking about, uh, very close to my heart, design thinking being essential for growth. Um, and as you know, a lot of the workshops that we run are, are done around design thinking principles. Mm. Um, he's also talking about one of the things we mentioned last week when we were talking about potentially some of the gaps that were in the innovation policy. He actually also mentioned the need to shift back to non-startups. So there's lots of emphasis on, okay. on the startup startup area. He also mentioned the fact about the non-startups. He also, getting back to the advanced manufacturing, this has also been left out of the innovation policy. So we can't just go, well, we were manufacturing and now we're not going to be because there's nothing to manufacture because, in fact, there's plenty of things mm. to manufacture. Um, but in that advanced manufacturing space, we really need to get a, a move on it and find ways to, to adapt what we currently have um, into things that are now required. Thinking, yeah. so, so maybe smaller things, yeah. Um, and again, the principles of design thinking are really good to help you help you solve that. Mm, okay. um, the other thing he said that we have mentioned before too is that um, we're very much behind the rest of the world in the dollars that we spend on innovation reinvestment. For example, Sweden, 
um, of their gross domestic gross domestic gross domestic GDP. It's much easier to say that way. Six point eight percent is what they spend. We spend four point one percent. Um, and you know they're very much the same size population as us, and they're yet they're spending you know quite a quite an amount more money than we are. But it's not only that; it's also the way that we're spending the money. So Professor Green also saw lots of um, encouragement in the knowledge economy, which we've been talking about, um, like not just you and I talking about that around the whole Australian innovation um, process. So there was some really good information that came out um, of that, and some really great development. Um, for the hunter, and you know, credit to RDA for pushing some of that stuff through. And of course, we uh, are going to spend a bit more on research and development with the uh, announcement of the innovation policies and uh, the uh, mini budget the other day. Yep, and which is great, and also wonderful that the CSIRO has been given some research money back. I mean, that mm. is just fantastic. Um, and the whole idea about the universities working closer with business. I mean, that you know, that mm. again is a no-brainer in in its own way. We're preparing people for business. Obviously, they need to be out there um, responsive to business needs, but also knowing what's going on out there in business. Yeah. Um, and then last night, we saw the launch of 1804, which is a, a collaboration hub for um, clean and smart future um, businesses. So they had a couple of businesses there that were um, that talking about talking up about what they were doing in that space um, and how they provide a physical space and a cultural space to, to foster, again, that collaboration and the networking for tech entrepreneurs. So that was... Wonderful. I had a great day yesterday, Julian. It was wonderful. Um, but I thought what we might might kind of end our year on were a couple of innovation stories around Christmas. Oh, yes. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Christmas tree story and how that began, um, but it was way back in 16th century Germany, uh, and Christians started decorating their homes with trees. And the idea for the lights came from Martin Luther, who was a Protestant reformer, and apparently as he was walking home one night... Um, composing his sermon, he looked up and behind the trees, the stars were sparkling. And what he wanted to do was take the beauty of those stars sparkling behind the trees um, and reflect the tree that was in his house. Yeah. So he wired up the trees so that they could hold candles. Uh, and that created the sparkle in there. And obviously, eventually, um, they were replaced by Edison's light bulbs. And then later, um, a gentleman by the name of Albert Sadaka, his family started making novelty products that ended up on the trees. Uh, and another thing I thought was a great... Um, Again, it shows um, ideas come from just observing what's going on around us, doesn't it? That's right, and walking along and being in that in-between space. Yeah. Now we've often talked about that in-between the space. The alpha of, phase. Of, yeah, that's right. So how good is that? Um, and here's another one, so I'm probably pronounced these wrong. Fabio Melito and Francesca... Guidotti, I'm sure there's some Italian people out there that would be cringing at the way I just said those words. Um, they came up with wordless paper because they were looking at the Christmas paper and going, you know what, birthday paper you can reuse, Christmas paper, eh, we're going to keep it for 12 months and reuse it? Probably not. So what they did was they combined the card with the um, wordless paper, but it was in a word search game. So you could actually um, circle the words that you wanted within this word search game on this wordless paper to create the message that you wanted. How cool is that? So no card, no paper separate, and you've actually had a bit of fun and there's a bit of creativity involved in the whole process. And you've always got that bit of paper to wrap up Christmas presents. That's right, yeah. So how good is that? Um, and then the, the last one I've got, have we got time for one more? Yeah, one more. Okay, so the telegram from Santa actually started in the city called Santa Claus, Indiana. 
And it was started by Mark and, and Tammy Bullite, and they were talking to the postmistress, and they were saying how much mail was coming through in December. That's way back when everybody wrote Christmas cards. Um, and more more mail in December than any other month. So they started sending telegrams instead. People could they started the telegram business from that, going well. Wouldn't it be much quicker if people did this? Um, so then people could actually get telegrams from Santa, Santa. Claus, Indiana. How cool is that? And now it's emails. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's yeah, a... emails. I mean, from you know, email from from out there in the etherland. But anyway. Well, thank you for your time on the, over the year on the uh, program and uh, oh, you have a great you. Christmas and uh, a happy new year and we'll look forward to uh, your company again uh, next year after the uh, in February. Thank you so much and you have a lovely Christmas too and to all the listeners out there, have a lovely, peaceful, restful, laughter-filled Christmas. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina Sikiat is there with... Uh, few ideas. Uh, certainly uh, we seem to be moving well as uh, an innovative nation and uh, ideas and certainly in the Hunter here, which is fantastic to see. And uh, some of those little innovations that come from uh, at Christmas time. And uh, as we walk along, we often see those ideas, don't we? You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. And, uh, of course, I couldn't get Santa on today because he's uh, a little bit busy at the moment. But he did send me an email with a few tips that might help you with your business and certainly things that he finds. First of all, he said, deliver on time. Would you still love Santa if he missed you a year or came late occasionally? He has great systems to ensure everything runs like clockwork. Secondly, secondly everyone loves a giver. Don't be a taker. Win prospects over with your generosity. Thirdly, plan ahead. He makes a list, checks it twice. How well do you list what you need to do? Then the next one is to hire a great team. Santa gets the glory, but the elves work like Trojans to make it all happen. Where are your elves? Fifthly, teach your clients how to treat, treat you. Every kid knows how to leave out milk and cookies and carrots for the reindeer. Do your clients know how to help you? Next, qualify hard. Do you grade your prospects and clients? Santa knows if we've been naughty or nice. Which of your clients have been nice? Which prospects fall into the naughty corner? Secondly, or seventhly, leverage well. Santa has a team of doubles who work the crowds at every shopping centre on the planet for the last four weeks. Sorry, you really didn't think it was himself, did you? Then have your great leadership skills. Running a great team like he has requires great leadership. How good is yours? Ninth, he knows his numbers. He needs to budget very carefully and plan well ahead. Tenth, limit access. Santa has things set so you can't randomly get him on the mobile whenever you want to but he has a system whereby you can access him through his helpers and letters to the North Pole P.O. Box or emails. You need to control your time and make sure you have a system to get back to your clients. Then run special events. He's the original product launch guy, building massive anticipation, getting us to count down the sleeps until that big day. And of course, number 12, costumes and self-promotion. If he just wore his regular gear, he'd be no big deal. What is your uniform that sets you apart from the masses? 
Thirteenth, repeat business. Santa doesn't forget the importance of repeat business and making sure that every client experience is a positive one, wowing them wherever possible. Fourteenth, get others to talk you up. He's got everyone talking about him, so never has so he never has to talk about himself. And finally, build a business to give you free time. As I've already mentioned, his elves and doubles enable him uh, really work only a couple of days. Even the list checking is outsourced to India so he can relax with Mrs. Claus most of the year. So what's some fantastic tips there from Santa? Can we apply them in our business? Yeah, and I've, and I've just tipped, um, flipped over the back of Santa's uh, business card and I noticed that he's got some pointers there which spell out Christmas. The C stands for create big dreams. The H is to have passion for your dreams. The R is to really know you what your customers want. The I is investigate your competition. The S stands for schedule everything. The T stands for train your team. The M, make sure you protect your brand. The A stands for attitude is everything, have fun. And the S stands for select an outstanding mentor. And I'd certainly think that it would be great to have Santa as a mentor in your business, wouldn't it? So as we approach that uh, exciting time of the year, we're obviously going to start thinking about next year and what a fantastic time when we've got a little bit of downtime away from our business to just reflect back on 2015 and how did our business go, what was good and what was not so good, and then to start to plan for 2016 because the businesses that are successful, the ones that uh, really make the uh, the progress and particularly the innovative ones we've been talking about are the ones that have an action plan and then follow through on that action plan. So in this quiet time as it comes up, let's uh, focus a little bit on our business, come away with a, even if we only end up with five actions that we can take when we return back to work and probably mid to late January. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. In fact, for the last year, um, I hope you've appreciated. In fact, the last 15 years we've been doing business, the law and you now. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. And uh, as we said, this is the last program for 2015. I'll be back on the 4th of February, and I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time. Have a safe and happy holiday season, an exciting, prosperous new year. And as Dr. Zeus once said, Christmas will always be as long as we stand heart to heart and hand in hand.